Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Chapter 5, Paragraph 21, Parakeh Mishnah Chaf Aleph, here in Ethics of the Fathers, Pirkei Avos, with Art School's notes at the bottom. Questions, comments, suggestions about this show or the other show, OT Talk with Mr. T, are welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com, along with suggestions, tips, comments, etc. Anyone who brings about merit for the public, no sin will come about through him. But anyone who brings about sin for the public, he will not be provided with the opportunity to undergo repentance. The notes on the bottom say he will not have the chance to do repentance as a general rule. God helps those who seek to repent, but in the case of someone who is responsible for the spiritual downfall of others, it would be unfair to enable him to escape punishment while his victims must suffer for their sins. However, even so egregious a sinner can repent, though he will not receive divine assistance. Moshe Moshe Moses was meritorious himself and brought about merit for the public, so the merit of the public was accredited to him. Shenemar, as it says, Yisrael, the righteousness of Hashem he performed and performed his laws together with Israel, with Israel. Yeravam ben Nevat, Chata Vehechet Yisrael, Yeravam, Jeravam ben Nevat, the son of Nevat, sinned himself and brought about sin for the public. The sin of the public is accredited to him. Shenemar, as it says, For the sins of Jeravam, for Yeravam, which he committed, in which he caused Israel to commit. So obviously the best thing to do is not only do good for others, but make sure that others do good as well. It's similar to the other Mishnah we talked about the other day, that a person who's a chassid, a pious person, is someone who really wants to give and wants others to give. Here too, also, somebody who makes sure that they have good and do good and are meritorious and wants to bring about merit to others, also, when they make sure that others have the merit and give merit to others, that the meritorious themselves and bring about merit for the public, that's the best, that's the key way to be, that's the top, top way to be, and the merit of the public will be to them. You think about Moshe and Yeruvim, it's interesting that Moshe and Yeruvim are seen as opposites, when really Moshe and someone like Bilaam were considered opposites, because Bilaam was the prophet, so quote-unquote, for the non-Jews, and Moshe, Moses, was the prophet for the Jews, for the Bnei Israel, for the Jewish people, and they came out of Mitzrayim, he took them out with God's help, obviously, and he led with his brother and his sister and everybody else. But Yeravam, who was generations later, and he was the one that the kingdom of Israel split off from the Malchus of David, from the kingship of King David. Why is he seen as the opposite? It's interesting to think about it. So maybe it could be Moshe, who made the Mishkan in his time a dwelling place for God to come on earth, God's house, so be it, God's apartment, so be it, on this earth. God is everywhere, obviously, but the ability for him to be manifest in this world in a special place where we could go visit him, quote-unquote, in this world was the Mishkan. And that was the central place. And when the Mishkan was not in the Midbar anymore, then there was the base of Migdash in the Jewish land of Israel. Once we got Israel and we conquered it, 
under Yoshua's time, and then we consolidated it all the way down under King David's time, and then the base of Megdosh was built in King Shlomo's time. The person that was trying to do the opposite of Moshe, the person that was trying to ru- ruin the merit and take away people from going to the temple was Yeravam himself. Yeravam felt, after Rehavam didn't listen to the advice of the sages, he took his own friend's advice to increase the taxes. The Jews were not happy. They split off under Yeravam, who I think was a general maybe, not sure, but he took the kingship of the of the other tribes, except for Yehuda and Binyamin, and Levi was all over the place, obviously, because of the Ari Miklod and the Ari Levim. But in general, all the other tribes, we call it the Ten Tribes of Israel, went under Yeravam, and he enacted, he was a very not good king, a very bad person in his, in his time. We can't judge him, but according to what he did and how the Navi talks about him, he made idols in his own land, in his own spot, so that people wouldn't feel compelled to go down to visit the base of Migdash. You know, there's Ola Regal, there's three times a year that a person is supposed to be Ola Regal to visit Hashem in his own land, in his own temple, as it were. There's Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. There's Passover, there's the harvest time of year, the Sukkot, and then the Shavuos, the, the, the festival leading up with the weeks to when the Torah was given. And Yeruvah felt that he wanted to not have those people be drawn away from him. He wanted to keep the people in their own land, and he saw there was a need for them to worship. So unfortunately, he set up idols to worship instead of going to the one true God, the one king in heavens above God himself. And he is seen as the opposite of Moshe, because Moshe enacted the unity of the Jews. He became their first official leader once they came out of Mitzrayim. He set up the Mishkan, and Aaron was the Kohen Gadol. And Hashem made everything work out with all the different utensils and items in the Mishkan. And that was the set place of God. And Yeravim was doing the opposite, where he was taking away from the, the people from going to the set place of God. He was drawing people away from worshiping God in the set location and the set place. And even though they're seen as opposites, what we, what we learn here is about merit, about being meritorious and making others meritorious. You want to accrue as many diamonds as you can in this life, when we say many times. And you want to accrue as much merit as you can in this lifetime, because that's all you could take with you. Your good name, your good deeds, your mitzvot and whatnot, that's what you take with you to the next world. You don't take materialism, you don't take any objects, you don't take anything with you. You could have beautiful gems, a beautiful house, beautiful car that ain't coming with you. All you could take with you are the good deeds you do in this world in order to make sure you have a good place in the world to come. And as much merit as you accrue, and as much merit as you make others accrue, that's the great thing. We just saw a video today was Tisha B'Av, the saddest day of the Jewish calendar, when a lot of tragedies happened, especially the two Bete Mikdashim, the two temples were destroyed. And we, we saw this video about a very special man, Rav Meir Schuster, who caused many people to come back, many Jewish people to come back to the fold and find their Jew heritage and, and be a real believer and a real practicer of Judaism. And he was someone that was meritorious in his own right and caused others to be meritorious. Many people talked about how they came back to the fold and their families are now observing things to him. So him... By going over to people, he himself, and talking to them and interacting with them, he caused generations of people to come back to the fold and be observant. And we should learn from his lesson, his soul should have an everlasting place. He should have an Eloi Neshama, Neshama should have an Aliyah. But we should learn from Rav Meir Shuster also that we could do whatever we can to bring merit upon others, to do meritorious things in our own right, to sanctify God's name, to make the world a better place. But we should try to cause others to have merit as well, set up situations that people can have merit and can accrue mitzvot 
and accrue good deeds and good things in their name and in the names of others in order to make the world a better place. So don't always look out for yourself, but definitely, definitely always look out for other people. See how you can make merit and make merit upon others. And in that way, we can make the world a better place. And hopefully, Mashiach will come speedily in our days. Join us next time here on the PAL with Tani G as we move over to chapter 5, paragraph 22, about the differences between Avraham and Bilaam and the traits we're supposed to have to be Avraham's children, especially in the Jewish fold. And I'm your host, Tani G.